0: All right, folks. Welcome in. This is another Rams Edge episode twenty-eight. I'm Jake Ellenbogen, and uh, tonight it's not going to be a long episode, but we're going to be covering the Rams' fifty-three in practice squad. Uh, as always, at any moment, if you guys are interested in hopping in and you know talking a little Rams football, then go right ahead. You know, call into the show. That's what it's all for. Uh, appreciate the call-in app as always. Uh, you know, being the, you know, the basic, you know, the connection to this and, and doing this show, giving you guys the platform to be able to call in. What's up? How we doing, Hugh? Um, what's up, Isaac? Happy to have you guys in here. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about it. You know, fifty-three. I got forty-nine in the fifty-three correct in my fifty-three-man roster projection. Um, I. It's not that I really believed that they were going to keep Cologne, but I definitely thought they might keep Jeremiah Cologne. Uh, so, you know, I, I decided to do that. But, um, you know, I, I went with Cologne. I went with them keeping uh, not keeping Rusty East. Uh, I changed it towards the end, keeping Cure Thomas, who they did end up keeping. Um, I went with Jake Hummel. I, I didn't go with Jake Hummel. I went with Jake Funk. Surprised to see Jake Hummel, although I'm very excited for him. I very much like him. He makes a lot of sense for the roster. So, um, you know, definitely like the way it looks there on the 53. Now, you know, looking at it, uh, the 53, one of the best 53-man rosters in the NFL, uh, bar none. Um, You know, I don't really quite understand why the Bills are getting so you know, so heavily favored, I guess, in this upcoming matchup against the Rams. Because I look at this Rams roster, and from top to bottom, I mean, you know, you know the offense, Matthew Stafford, John Wolford, Bryce Perkins, they kept three. They have four running backs. They kept Akers, Henderson, uh, Kyron Williams, Jake Funk. Their wide receivers are as followed. uh, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, Brandon Powell, and Lance McCutcheon keeping seven there. Their offensive line is Joe Noboom, David Edwards, Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton, Rob Havenstein. Uh, they kept Tremaine Ancrum as well. Um, you know they, they're going to have uh, AJ Jackson, and they did keep Bobby Evans, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, really struggled in preseason. Haven't seen a lot of good things out of him. If I'm being real. So I was, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't shocked that they kept him. In addition to that, uh, the defense, you have Ashawn Robinson, Greg Gaines, Aaron Donald, Justin Hollins, Ernest Jones, Bobby Wagner, Leonard Floyd, David Long Jr., Jordan Fuller, Nick Scott, Jalen Ramsey, Troy Hill, Uh, your backups or your key contributors. You got Marquise Copeland, Michael Hoyt. Jonah Williams, Terrell Lewis, Kier Thomas, Jake Hummel, Christian Roseboom, Daniel Hardy. I imagine he's going to get reverted to the short term IR. Uh, Robert Rochelle, Taylor Rapp, Terrell Burgess, Darion Kendrick, Jacoby Durant, and Russ Yeast. That is uh, that. And then, you know, of course, they have the special teams guys Riley Dixon, Matt Gay, and Matt Orzek. Uh, Brandon Powell will be your kick returner and punt returner. And on the reserves, you have Xavier Jones on IR, Warren Jackson on IR, JJ Koski is on IR, uh, Logan Bruss on IR, Traven Howard and Quinton Lake. Uh, Traven Howard's on the NFI list, which is the non-football injury list. Quinton Lake is on the physically unable to perform list. And Bobby Brown is on the suspended list. So uh, that means basically that is your... 2022 la rams roster uh going into the season um they did announce the practice squad and i thought the practice squad was pretty good they were able to get you know some good players on there um you know starting you know just got kind of going all the way down ajr curry uh, chandler brewer ernest brown the fourth roger carter jr T.J. Carter and T.J. Carter, so both defensive end and defensive back T.J. Carter, Uh, you have Elijah Garcia, Dan Isom, Jeremiah Colon, Jared Pinckney, Trey Regis, Braden Thomas, Austin Trammell, Benton Whitley, Grant Haley, Jacob Harris, and Max Percher. The surprising name left off this was indeed Chris Garrett. I was uh, surprised they left Chris Garrett off uh, the practice squad. I don't know if he'll be back on the roster. You know, we'll have to see there. Uh, But was definitely surprised that he was left off the, at least the practice squad here. We'll see. Um, Like I said, you know, there's going to be a move made. You know, they're going to move. um, They're they're going to the short-term IR, so that's something to keep in mind. But all in all, it's a pretty good roster. It's a really good roster, a pretty good practice squad. You know, the Rams didn't have anybody that they lost due to waivers, so that was a surprise, a a good surprise, definitely something that they felt good about, um, you have to imagine. But you had teams around the league like the Jets, who had seven Players claimed off of waivers. The Rams had zero. The Rams will have their opportunity uh, to sign some guys that have cleared waivers since if they want to. Um, this is the initial practice squad. Things can certainly change, and I do think they will change because of the Daniel Hardy thing. So that's something to keep in mind as we move forward with the roster preparation this season. Now, I got to say, Uh, Jordan Rodrigue, you know, I thought she did a really nice job kind of explaining, you know, Jacob Harris, he's back on the practice squad. He's somebody who could be on that 48. Um, If you guys don't know, the Rams can, any NFL team, rather, uh, can keep 48 guys active on game day, uh, which means that the other five guys are basically left off the game day roster. They're on the 53-man roster, but they cannot compete in games so it becomes very interesting because they kept lance mccutcheon but they put jacob harris on the practice squad so what i'm going to say now might be a little it might come as a shock but it's what jordan Rodriguez is saying as well there's a very good opportunity here that jacob harris can stay on the practice squad he can continue to build himself up and develop as a receiver but because he's such a great special teamer he might get called up on game days. And he might play more on the active roster and on special teams than Lance McCutcheon, who is on the 53-man roster. Kind of the interesting thing and, you know, the little intricacies about, you know, roster management. So uh, that is something to to keep an eye on, something to look out for. Um, You know, that that's how I see that going down as well. I do think that Jacob Harris is going to, Uh, you know, play a lot on game days because he's such a great special teamer. It's really intriguing with, you know, somebody like Chris Garrett, because, you know, he wasn't brought on the practice squad, as I mentioned. He's not on the 53. If Daniel Hardy, you know, reverts back to short-term IR, which he will, it's curious whether or not uh, Chris Garrett would be on the Rams 53-man roster. If not, then it sounds like he's gone. Um, which is very interesting there. Uh Lesney did make a mention that Kier Thomas, who is a pass rusher that they got in UDFA out of FSU, has a very good chance to crack the forty eight. So on game days, Kier Thomas could end up contributing to this team. And it just kind of goes to show you, you know, how hard he's worked. It's really been a testament to how hard he's worked as a player. And um, you know, credit to him because it's it's not really easy to do that, you know. And so, um, you know, that's definitely something, at least that I was thinking about with Keir Thomas. Uh, really do like him and, you know, I'm excited for him. Um, but, uh, you know, I was, I was definitely a little surprised to hear that he's going to be on the 48 um, or potentially on the 48. But we don't know yet. So those are the two things I want to hammer out there. But now talking about the rest of the roster makeup they decided to go four linebackers which i like traven howard is going to be ready at some point this season so there's going to have to be a roster move made at that point maybe they'll just decide not to bring traven howard off of the non-football injury list and just cut him but traven howard likely will be back on this roster he got hurt and that is why he's on the roster another one another really good um example is Bobby Brown. They kept six defensive linemen, uh, you know, and, and obviously Jonah Williams did an incredible job in preseason, really made his presence known. M- you know, Michael Hoyt, they really like those guys. Um, But Bobby Brown is going to have a role, and he's suspended the first after that. And I think that's something that, you know, is, is a little lost on people is that, you know, just because you're not thinking about him, you know, throughout the first five or six games, doesn't mean that he's not, you know, on the way. And so, he's suspended six games. He'll be back after that. They also have to make room at some point for Quinton Lake, who is on the physically unable perform list. Sean McVay alluded to the idea that both he and Russ Yeast, two safeties that were drafted in this draft, are really meant for the long term. And I'm all for it. I think it makes a lot of sense. I like what they're doing with their safeties, developing them. Uh, just continuing this train, they're probably not going to bring back Taylor Rapp. They might bring back Nick Scott, but at the end of the year, if they don't bring back those two, then you're looking at Jordan Fuller, who's going into a contract season. Um, you know, you're you're looking at uh, you know Terrell Burgess, or rather Terrell Burgess going into a contract season as well. Um, so there's a lot of you know little things there to keep in mind after that. And so you know, I do think having guys like Quentin Lake and Russ Yeast um you know behind those two you know you can develop those guys and eventually uh, they can slide into that role we'll see what they what happens with Nick Scott um you know if they do bring him back after the year or not but it's always good to be prepared have your depth uh, you can't have too much depth in this league i mean obviously you can because you know the 53 man roster you're limited but it, it doesn't hurt to have uh, a lot of depth and uh, you know i think that's really what the rams are, are aiming for here um. So you know, I think when you you know you look at it, I really like the depth of this team. Um, you know, I like the players that they were able to keep. I totally understand why they didn't keep Jacob Harris. My only complaint really is Bobby Evans. And uh, one thing I'll say, and I'm going to throw this out here, um, because I plan on doing you know a video on it or a live stream or some capacity. I really have to say that if he clears waivers tomorrow or gets through the first 31 guys. Uh, Trey Sermon, there's there's no reason why Trey Sermon shouldn't be on this roster. Um, you know, I think he is a, a lot better as a runner than Jake Funk, and because of last year being in the Shanahan doghouse, this is somebody that, you know, really struggled um to get offensive playing time, but because of that was able to Uh, acquire a lot of very much necessary special teams work, which he was a pretty solid special teamer in his own right. So, you know, I look at Trey Sermon. He was my number three running back in the draft in 2021. Big, big fan of his game. I just felt like maybe, you know, he just didn't really fit Kyle Shanahan's offense enough. And also I think it's a combination of that. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan really gave him much of a chance. Uh, Really fell in love with, uh, you know, Elijah uh, McGuire and, you know, um, you know, that Elijah Mitchell, sorry. And, uh, you know, I felt like that was really how that went. I felt like, you know, it was just done at that point and fell in love with the other guy whose name just escaped me. Um, first name Mason, and they kept him over, uh, Trey Sermon. So, you know, my thought process on Trey Sermon is that, you know, I think this is somebody, he got one opportunity, legit opportunity. We're talking, uh, where he was able to actually, start a game he had you know 19 carries for 89 yards 4.7 yards per carry average I thought you know he showed some great balance he showed um, you know obviously for somebody who's so big you know he has a lot of flexibility uh, and you know I thought he had some good bend and was able to you know get through you know the holes and you know could be utilized in that outside zone which some people don't believe he can be So I definitely think he's a fit for the Rams. And, you know, if you're thinking, well, Jake, why are you arguing about, you know, the fourth running back on the team? Uh, Because I think the fourth running back on the Rams matters. If you look at what they have on the roster as of right now at running back, they have a bunch of guys that are, you know, injury prone. Essentially, Cam Akers in not even two seasons has torn his Achilles, has gotten a, uh, you know, a rib cartilage injury. And on top of that, he had a high ankle sprain going into the playoffs. You look at Daryl Henderson, he's had a laundry list of, you know, soft injuries, not anything like massive, but, you know, he's had a hard time staying healthy. And then Jake Funk has had two ACL operations going back to his days in college. So on top of that, Kyron Williams just broke his foot. He's back. But, I mean, these guys have all had injury concerns. And I understand, you know, Trey Sermon got banged up last year and has been banged up in the past. But, you know, I just think he gives you so much more than what Funk gives you. And uh, if he is available, and I'm not saying he's going to be because the way the the waivers works is not like your fantasy football league. Yes, the Rams did not make a claim on a player, but that doesn't help them in the slightest – They don't move up the waiver order. The waiver order stays in place the way it is until the end of week three, and then it is going to change based on the standings at that point in time. But that means until the end of week three, the Rams are last in the waiver order. Uh that means 31 other teams have the pickings over him, uh, over the Rams, essentially. So um, Ramsby, I just, I just saw you, uh, Tom, um, if you want to speak, I've kind of been going off here. But uh, but yeah, I'm all for grabbing Trey, Lan- uh, Trey Sermon, sorry, uh, if, if I'm the Rams. I, I don't see it. Like, to me, that's a no-brainer. But I don't know. What are your thoughts, Tom? Yeah,
1: I mean I like uh, I like Trey Sermon. Um, I like his potential. I was kind of like you, but you know, he really hasn't played great for them. He you know, what's interesting is a big guy He's like what is he 62 and um, you know, he's he's a decent like sized guy. Same
0: body type as Gurley. Same body type as yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And and he um, but he just certainly doesn't have the speed of Gurley and the quickness. No. Yet he tries to play no. like that. He tries to bounce outside and avoid contact. When I feel like he could have been a lot more successful, um, you know, trying to stay inside a little bit and not try and go wide, if you will, um, you know, use the trying to hit the holes a little bit more quickly, and um, he was trying to play like more of a of a speed back, you know, trying to break it wide and stuff like that. And I think it really hurt him. I think it's um, uh, you know, he, he it's, you know he, he had a lot, he had big holes in college, and he could do anything he wanted. And this is a different game here, so. That, I don't know. I mean, having said that, could he change? I don't know. Um, you know the pros for Jake funk are he's he's essentially emerged as the um, as the special team's captain almost. um he's that kind of that uh, uh, you know that that kind of leader of the special teams and um, you know with Skoranek getting a little bit more play, uh, the wide receiver role and uh, so that's that's where I think they like him a lot. I'm just kind of an inspirational guy who's somewhat dependable as a backup for five five carries a game or something, but nothing nothing long term. But you know, Sermon obviously has a lot more potential, so I can see them adding him. Will they do it over, you know, and release a funk? I don't know. Um, I think they're gonna bide their time with who they got. And kind of the word that I'm hearing is this that is that uh, Henderson and and Akers are fine. And um, Kyron Williams has been looking good. So I think they're going to roll with those guys and then see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I I don't see them ever making a Trey Sermon move. I I just don't. But I I absolutely think they should. And, you know, I think when you, you look at him, he would be the fourth running back. But he's somebody that could really work into a bigger role next year. And so I think, you know, you have him play special teams. He offers a lot more than Funk as a runner. Um, He's actually started a game. I would never want Funk starting a game because he hasn't shown anything as a runner. Uh, You know, again, good special teamer. But, you know, I'm always trying to kind of upgrade the roster. And I feel like, you know, any GM really is. And so I I just kind of look at him and think, you know, if if you go out and get Trey Lance, I I keep calling Trey Lance. They're on the same team. Uh, You get Trey Sermon. Um, you know, I think it definitely makes your roster better and, you know, I trust, you know, Rashad samples and his ability and and what, you know, he could do coaching him up. And I just feel like it would just be the right move. Um, because, you know, Daryl Henderson's a free agent after the year. And I I just don't really know what to make of Cam Akers at this point in time. I mean, I really do like him, but the injuries are incredibly concerning, um, I think they're way more concerning than Henderson because he's had massive injuries and, you know, he's had freak injuries. And then on top of that, you know, he got hurt again in, in, uh, you know, training camp. So, you know, can we rely on him? I don't know. I think this is going to be more a pass happy offense anyway, but I just, am always trying to upgrade. So that's why I figured I'd throw, uh, you know, Trey Sermon's name out there. I think it's a, you know, kind of, I don't want, I don't want to say it's a mistake by the Niners, um, cutting him, I thought it was a mistake drafting him. If you really were never going to end up giving him a shot, and I just don't feel like, I feel like Kyle Shanahan has like one type of back he wants. That's why I don't think, you know, Tyrion Davis Price. I don't really know why they drafted him either, because it just seems like Kyle Shanahan likes the the short and stocky, uh, you know, running back. You know, he likes the uh, Mitchells. He likes Jeff Wilson. Um, you know, I mean, we'll see. But, I mean, it just seems like any time they draft a guy, you know, high, they refuse to really give him an opportunity. I mean, look at Joe Williams, not saying he would have been great, but, you know, it, it just seems like that's kind of the Niners thing there. Um, but, Tom, what were what, you what, 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 uh, sorry, were you going to say oh, I'm something? Sorry, were you going to say something? Oh, no, no, I
1: was just going to dive in and say, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I think they're going to be done spending higher draft picks on, on running backs, just like everybody else. They're kind of getting, <laughs> getting, the, uh, getting the memo there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just think I agree with you. I don't think the Rams will do it. Um, it'll be interesting to see if and almost, you could almost say when, either Acres or uh, Henderson goes down. And, um, you know, depending on how Kyron Williams is playing, that, how they'll go about it. And and my belief is that they will sort of scour the the trade market and try and find a more established, successful back. And um, uh, that is, you know, has more uh, flexibility and uh, more tools than, say, they you know, Sony did last year. That really hurt them where he couldn't come out of the backfield and, you know, catch a pass. Well, and so, um, you know, just kind of a slower guy. And he did well, don't get me wrong, but he was pretty one dimensional. So I think they're going if, to, if something does happen to one of these versatile backs that we have, that they'll scour the, the trade market. Um, and hopefully that wouldn't be till, you know, mid season, if you will, um, or at least after four or five games when everybody sort of knows what they are in the NFL and, and um, starts looking to make trades and trade away quality players um, at a reasonable price.
0: Yeah, you know, one thing I got to say about this roster, and I talked about earlier, I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, I don't know how the hell Bobby Evans made it. Um, you know, I was trying as hard as I could to give analysis and not just hate on the guy. But uh, his his preseason was absolutely dreadful, uh, not just this year. Last year, he has just really shown he's not an NFL-caliber offensive lineman, I think, at this point in time. I mean, he just really hasn't shown anything. He's clumsy. He doesn't really have, you know, the power at the point of attack. Gets driven back into the quarterback. Uh, the footwork is just awful. I mean, I don't... It's sad because you see why the Rams drafted him. I wouldn't have never drafted him in the third round. But you can see why the Rams drafted him. Because he had tools to work with. He was athletic. I don't feel like it's translated. And I feel like he continues to regress. Um but, I, you know, I think the only analysis I could really give when people kept asking me how the hell did this guy make the team, I just kept saying because uh, of experience. Uh, where are you on that, uh, Tom? Because, you know, for me, I just I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't really get it at this point. Other than experience, there's not really anything that, you know, screams to me. This is why Bobby Evans made the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, he clearly wouldn't have made the team if if if, if uh, Bruss had not been injured. So let's just, you know, he snuck in. He's probably the last guy. Certainly was the eighth lineman in, right? And so then it comes down to who can clear waivers. Um, and, you know, he probably would have, although maybe somebody would have taken a flyer on him. Um, they felt like I was surprised our Curry uh, cleared waivers, but he did. And he's back on the practice squad. Uh, so... The, so, having said all that, with all that sort of a waiver wire calculus that they that, that goes into the last several um, uh, guys that make the fifty three and that and that don't make the fifty three, then you know he's clearly more experienced on the in the special teams units. Right, it's, uh, linemen are heavily used in, in in multiple aspects of special teams. He's clearly more versed in that, and so this could be a short-term, just a short-term fix for the guy who, like you said, is a little bit more experienced. He's not going to see the field uh, as a, as a, on the offensive line, that's for sure. And uh, so he's clearly in there for the special teams work and um, they have to carry eight guys on the, uh, they have to carry eight guys on the active to be able to field 48 players. Otherwise they can only field 47. So, if um, they'll either do that or they could, you know, it's a, I don't see why they would do this, but they could make him inactive and elevate our Curry um, for one of his three elevations call-ups um, that are uh, free call-ups without having to wave and put it back down. So there's some calculus going into it, but uh, I think the simple answer is he's a better special team player than our Curry is right now um, just out of sheer experience, and um, I don't think he'll last on this roster long-term
0: yeah i i i think i mean you made the most sense of it that really anyone could at this point because it's just yeah it's like like you said i mean he barely made it if bruss is in there but what you know doubling back tom are you cool with them keeping eight because i would argue no whitworth um you know, you have a lot of injury experience there. I mean, you, you talk about uh, no boom as much as I love the guy. He's had a hard time staying healthy. Edwards has been pretty healthy for the most part. Allen has had issues as well, staying healthy. Coleman's been pretty healthy. Havenstein's had issues. So wouldn't you want to keep like nine or even 10 if that were the case? I mean, that that's kind of the, the thing is that I thought the the number was a little low um, you know, with, with the depth, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I just thought maybe, you know, they could have gone out. I really like the guy, Bo Benchwell. He was actually cut former Wisconsin Badger, uh, guard. I would have liked to see them grab him, but I thought they definitely could have used their claim a little bit and, uh, you know, added another offensive lineman. I was a little surprised they didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the calculus, again, goes back to our Curry clearing waivers. So they had a pretty good idea. I didn't think he would. He clearly did. Um, So he's the ninth guy, and uh, he's sitting there. The only way he can get um, signed off the practice squad is to get signed to somebody else's 53, which isn't going to happen or probably won't happen um, if you didn't get picked up on waivers. So at least right away. So um, so they do have a ninth guy there. He's sitting there, he can be swapped up anytime. So I'm not that worried about it. Um, again, I think that that the, the calculus of the last, say five guys or six guys or something like that, that make the roster are really, yeah, really uh, driven by who can clear and who can't. And obviously, they did a masterful job because they did not have anybody picked up. They were, um, one of only four teams that didn't have anybody picked up and didn't pick anybody up. So I think good on them for, for understanding and having a clear picture of where those players were. The jets had, I don't know if you knew this or not, Jake, the jets had seven, seven players. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Yes. Oh, claimed God. off waivers.
0: God.
1: So, uh, yeah, crazy. Um, I
0: confirmed
1: they wanted all seven. They wanted all seven back too. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's that's crazy. Whereas the Rams had zero. So I think that that's what it comes down to. I don't think it's about a ninth, you know, uh, a ninth um, lineman or a or a seventh wide receiver or a sixth edge or whatever it is. Um, uh, So you know that that's I just feel like at that point they're just trying to figure out who can clear, who can't. Um, based upon their injury history, um, like Harris and uh, um, and and Garrett, and you know their uh, late round draft pick, um, you know rookie like our Curry, and so forth and so on.
0: Yeah, and then um, on top of that, Tom, you know, interesting thing here: Daniel Hardy had to be kept on the roster because they're going to move him to short term IR. Um, now what are your thoughts on what they do with that spot? Because, you know, I, I kept thinking Chris Garrett, but then I, I saw the less need comments and it doesn't sound like Garrett will even be back at all.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. That's a very, that's probably the biggest mystery of, of everything, right? We kind of saw that, you know, uh, uh, that Harris got beat out clearly by McCutcheon, um, and you know he obviously he had injuries. He's had injuries as well, so uh, you know. But but the Chris Garrett thing is very surprising. we so high, such high hopes for him coming into this season, really contributing at that edge, kind of a freak athlete. But for whatever reason, I guess he just never uh, developed and, and continued to be injury prone. So they moved on from him. Um, and yeah, to answer your question in terms of who comes in for Hardy, I don't know. Uh, maybe it is our curry, you know, maybe they do elevate him, maybe they um, they can look elsewhere. Now that they have those guys on the practice squad, they have an opportunity to uh, sign a free agent um, and uh, some you know somebody somebody else, essentially that and because those practice squad players are protected at this point, they can't go to another practice squad. Um, They can only go to another 53. So it'll be interesting to see whether they elevate somebody like our Curry or whether they uh, they go outside and find a veteran that they really like.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, you know, really, they, it set the tone early on, I thought. You know, when they caught Jacob Harris, really told us, hey, this is going to be a team that just wants to keep guys on the roster that can 100% help them win now. And, you know, that might actually be a Jake Hummel that helps you more. Um, Was trying to kind of, you know, explain this without, you know, being insulting about it. But there's, I mean, I think Jake Hummel at this point in time is a better football player than Jacob Harris. I think, you know, Jake Hummel at this point in time is a better football player than Chris Garrett. You know, I think Lance McCutcheon is a better football player than both of them. They have higher floors, you know. and so. I think oftentimes we tack potential onto the value of a player, but almost put too much stock into it. And then at that point, you know, really we're looking at it and it's like, all right, well, we kind of overvalued this player because not even the Vikings with Kevin O'Connell, who saw this guy, you know, was around Jacob Harris. Not even the Vikings tried to claim him, you know. So it is. It's certainly interesting. Um, you know, it does bring up that point. I just I felt like those moves really set the tone for what the Rams team is going to look like. And it does honestly say like look, if the Rams need somebody in mid-season, they're going to be players for a Robert Quinn, a Montez Sweat, whoever's available at that point. Um this doesn't feel like a roster that is it is just, you know, done. This feels like a roster that's very fluid. And another thing I'll tack on to that, for the people that thought Odell Beckham Jr. didn't have any room left to be on this roster, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of room for Odell to come back to the Rams. So I don't. I think, you know, cutting Jacob Harris and obviously getting him on the practice squad was uh, a pretty good sign that the, the Rams... They they haven't thrown away the idea of getting Odell for any of those guys. Let let's be honest here. Yeah, no, that yeah, there's no question that it's
1: Odell is still on the uh, still on the table for sure. Um, yeah, they are they are looking for guys that can step in and play. Um, you know, play in the not just on the not just on these special teams, but can step in and actually contribute. And I think that's a big deal. I agree one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And and I think it's the right move because you look at a guy like, you know, Jacob Harris and again, really like him, but he's very raw. Uh, You know, he's probably a better soccer player than he is a football player right now, if I'm being honest. Um, But that also probably helps him out in the special teams area of his game. Now, with Chris Garrett, people have to keep in mind, he was a D2 guy, you know, and he was raw, Um, exciting, had a really good preseason last year. But Honestly, seemed like he wasn't the same player in this preseason. I understand it's one game, but I don't know about you. Did did you get any of that type of vibe out of game three where he seemed to tick slower and uh, just didn't seem like the same guy we saw last year?
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks like his injuries just really, really set him back. Uh, So, um, you know, maybe who knows what else was going on. But if they don't want him back on the practice squad like that, tells you something else is going on that they really don't want to talk about. Uh, but you know, just to add to the point of, of this, this idea of red shirting, um, that, that, you know, Demoff and, and Sneed have talked about, you know, planting guys, uh, protecting guys on the, uh, on the 53 and using, and, and, um, uh, uh it, making them inactive, putting them on the inactive list on a regular basis. I mean, they did that with Harris last year. Um, they're they're uh, obviously doing it with Perkins um, for a different reason. But with with regard to, say, Harris and Garrett, they did that with them, them last year. And um, my, my feeling is, or it appears, that they're willing to do that with guys that they feel have a lot of upside, uh, but they're only willing to do it for one year. Like they're not going to do it for two years. If for whatever reason, whether you're injured or you're not performing or you need to learn the system or develop, um, but that's that appears to be McCutcheon's uh, fate this year. As much as we all loved him in the preseason and want to see him out there, he hasn't re- he hasn't caught a pass by from Stafford ever, and he's and he's um, in even in practice, and he has and he's only caught passes from Wolford in the first half of that um, second preseason game. Um, because he has never worked with the first or second team in, in practice. So, uh, you know, shout out to Jordan Rodriguez for pointing that out. So, uh, so you know, he has a long way to go to learn the real offense. And so uh, I think they're just dashing him there. Um, and who knows what we'll see him, depending on what kind of injuries we have. But probably not a lot of, uh, of McCutcheon in our future here
0: in the short term. And that's totally fine. Um, you know, I felt like he's a guy that you carry under 53, but they're not just carrying him for the sake of it. The guy's a good football player. Um, I have no doubt if guys went down, McCutcheon could slide in there and, and be a contributor. It's just really, the Rams are in such a good position for their wide receivers. They don't need to throw them into the fire. But I mean, if you're looking at, you know, Houston or... Or a team like that, uh, McCutcheon has a chance to to push for playing time on those teams, you know. So I think that that was the the big thing is that does Jacob Harris even, you know, if if push came to shove and there are injuries, do you even feel confident in Jacob Harris being a starting receiver, uh, you know, in, in relief? And and I just don't feel like the Rams did, and I certainly don't, um, because I think he's very raw, has a very limited route tree, and still has not you know, mastered, you know, his size and, and, you know, different angles and contorting his body and, and, you know, knowing where he is in, you know, the, the frame of the field and um, high pointing the football. It's like, he's getting there. And you saw that last year, but he's not quite where he could be. And he's somebody like, if his, if he hits his ceiling, he's going to be very, very good. But, you know, He's not really anywhere near his ceiling right now. And I just feel like when you look at Lance McCutcheon, this is somebody at the very least, yeah, he probably will be inactive. But when he is active, if he ever is thrust into a role where he has to be, you know, even like a Skoranek last year, be the wide receiver three, he'll be ready when his number's called. I just think it's exactly what you said. You know, they don't really need him right now, and he's got to learn the offense.
1: Yeah, for sure. And all those guys that they did, just like with Harrison and uh, last year and uh, Chris Garrett, they um, they have a lot of confidence in them and they feel like they can they can they can't contribute. They just are young guys that are more developmental that would get picked up, um, at least last year. That's how they felt about Harrison Garrett. Obviously, we have a, another year lens into this. But uh, yeah, so anyway, it'll be interesting to see. Who else fits that role? How they manage that forty-eight is to me the most interesting thing going forward. Obviously, we don't find that out until ninety minutes before game time. They don't have to release that active inactive list. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they manage those two call-ups a game from the practice squad uh, when they when they do that. If they do that, Um, yeah, a lot of it. And, And like the biggest, the most interesting question right now is when Hardy gets put on the IR, who do they who do they bring up? That's going to be the big question. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to put Hardy on the IR. Um, I mean, it's it's just I think it's inevitable. Uh, I don't. I think he's going to be out at least four weeks. So, uh, although if if he, if he were only going to be out two weeks, I can see them not, which he's not. But if they a player like that last year, they did keep you know Whitworth out um, for a week or two, uh, or a couple other guys. On the, on the inactive list as opposed to placing him on the IR because you only get eight slots on the IR, um, eight guys during the course of the season to leave and be able to come back. So those have
0: to be managed as well. They do. They they absolutely do. Um, You know, I'm curious where they'll go with that spot for sure because, you know, I think there are definitely some guys out there in free agency that, could help the Rams um but you know at the same time it's like I do think that guys like Jacob Harris like Jordan mentioned Jacob Harris's special teams attributes would allow him to be one of the call-ups on game day from the practice squad and in addition to that uh, you know I think Grant Haley as well um with his special team ability And they might just opt to not have AJR Curry because he doesn't have really the experience. They might like redshirt him and might look for a guy, maybe like, you know, Cologne, if they need depth in the interior. Uh, You know, at center, I know they list him as a guard, but really he'd be like the next guy up for center. And then Chandler Brewer, who, you know, I thought. Up and down preseason, but his ups were were very good. Um, went back and watched the film, and I thought, you know, in his best moments, I mean, he looked really good. I mean, he had some down moments, and I think, unfortunately, that's kind of how you have to look at preseason. I mean, it's really hard. It's kind of a crapshoot. You know, they're, they're getting different looks. They're using L. Eric Jackson as a guard. I mean, they're just trying to get all sorts of things going, and, you know, it's just not – it's not ideal for valuation and evaluation. Uh, it's actually it makes it really difficult. So um, I was glad they, they kept Brewer, um, you know, I think at, at some point or another, you know, he could, he could do something. Um, but, you know, I like that they kept Trammell because, you know, it, it really speaks volumes that they kept him over, you know, Landon Acres, who was on the team last year. Uh, Koski reverted to IR, so he'll come back and he'll fight for a spot next year in camp. But um, Austin Trammell, he he was thrown into the fire. They basically picked him up, they signed him, and they just, you know, basically starred him in preseason. And the guy contributed immediately. Um, And, you know, congrats to him. He got on the active, uh, he got on the, the practice squad. Um, another. Uh, he had guy. great hands, didn't he? Guy. didn't he catch the ball so cleanly? Oh, just kind of like that Edel- oh,
1: Edelman-like kind of hands, you know. Just it just they just sort of the ball just melted, melted into his hands. It just <laughs> there was never any doubt, you know, that he wasn't going to catch those passes. And so, yeah, I don't know he's, hes somebody to look out for for sure. I, he was uh, a, a definitely a fan favorite. Um, yeah, in the preseason,
0: absolutely.
1: Hey, but hey, I apologize. I have to yeah. jump. I have to jump out and uh, and leave at this point. But um, glad I was able to c- uh, call in and contribute. And uh, look forward to
0: your next show. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. Yeah, no, no worries Tom. at all. No um, worries we're, at actually all we're actually wrap gonna wrap it up here. But, wrap it up here, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, all in all, yeah, all in all, Rams really did a nice job. I thought really did they did a nice, nice job. They did a nice job with the practice squad, and uh, I think you know you're getting a you're getting a good squad. You know, moving forward, Um, you know, obviously we'll see what happens with that additional spot because Daniel Hardy is going to be put on short term IR. They got a good looking uh, practice squad, they got, you know, a lot of depth, but we'll see. It's going to be, we're one day and a week away from the first game of the year. Rams, Bills, looking forward to it. Uh, But that's going to do it for this show. If you guys enjoyed this, please be sure to subscribe. You can also follow me at J.K. Bogan. Um, you know, and on top of that, I just wanted to throw out, you know, we're here about it's 9.14, 9.15. Um, in 15 minutes, I'm going to be going live on my other show here exclusively on call-in uh, MCU Edge. So if you guys are Marvel Cinematic Universe fans, head on over there. Um, I'll, be, uh, I'll be doing that um, show, honestly, in the next 15 minutes. So... Uh, Hope to see you guys there. If not, I'll see you guys next time. You guys take care, and I'll see you all soon.